Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Indeed, it is Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast. My name's Max Minardi. And I am Johnny Summers. I'm calling you Allergy Johnny to, for like the next maybe month, because you you had allergies last week, didn't you? My name is John. Allerjohn. Allerjohn. <laughs> uh, like we said, this is a craft beer and movie podcast in Chico, California. Uh, we're, we're coming at you on a Tuesday afternoon. Johnny, where can people find us on, on the internet and such if they want to? At Fresh Hop Cinema on all the social media, including letterboxed and i'm gonna not say untapped anymore because we're switching we so. are gonna switch yeah but yeah we're not worried about that for now no <clears throat> and then most importantly fhc well not fhc freshhopcinema.com and patreon.com slash fhc yes if you go ahead i thought maybe i cut you off if you don't know what Patreon is, you can support our show uh, for technically as little as a dollar a month if you wanted to. Um, and we give you cool stuff back. We do uh, extra bonus content there. We have, if you're in the Northern California area, bar hangs where if you meet a certain tier, we'll buy you a beer or two if you get us drunk. This is actually segueing into something really cool. Oh, great. We are going to be doing a beer madness thing. Yeah. And one of our events in March yes, will bar be, hang in March. Will be incorporated with one of the rounds of the tournament. And tell to tell you more about that tournament, that's a hard sentence to say it was. is Max. Right. So um what we're doing is uh if you're into sports, you know that March is a time in college. I think I don't even know. It's college basketball, right? It's it they do a, a it's called March Madness. And I don't like basketball, but one of my favorite movie podcasts, Film Spotting, has done what they call Film Spotting Madness, where they do a category and then sort of this 64, I think it's a 64 movie, uh, single bracket elimination tournament. And we're going to kind of steal that and do it with beer. So this year we're doing the best uh, West Coast single or double IPA, 9% or lower. And we are going to be kicking that off here in a couple weeks. Uh, technically, we're doing a play-in round on March 10th. So you'll be able to go to freshhopcinema.com. And it's going to be a play-in for breweries that have multiple beers that we've considered. And we need to get it down to one. I'm sure that one of the biggest contests there will be Pliny the Elder versus uh, Blind Pig from Russian River. So if that's something that interests you, uh, starting on March 10th, go ahead and check out uh, our website and go to freshhopcinema.com slash madness. And you'll be able to participate, and it'll be a lot of fun. Now, have we sourced all of these beers from our own brains? Have we got these from right. lists? <clears throat> so it's been a combination of stuff. The criteria for beers to be on this list are, like I said, uh, single, double, uh, West Coast IPAs, 9% or less. Ideally, you and I, you or I, have tried it uh, is one, or we've covered it on the show, or um, we can get it and we'll have tried it by the time voting starts. Mm. And that is kind of the criteria. I've crowdsourced some stuff from friends in town. Um so, lists online. Okay, so a little a little bit of everything then. Personal yeah. preference. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're hearing this um before the 10th, we are still technically taking submissions for our short list or our long list, I guess. Um, I think it's gonna come down to 32 matchups. So 64 beers total if we can swing it. If not, it'll be down to 16, which is a little bit more manageable. Oh, we'll get 64. We probably will. Um, so yeah, a little bit of everything, but it's a pretty, pretty big playing field for now. So if you have a beer, if you see our list, which will also be on the website and you're like, Oh, you forgot this very obvious, very common IPA that you need to have. Mm -hmm. Let us know. We'll add it. And then it'll make the final cut probably. Exactly. Yeah. And this is going to be a fun online poll. Uh, it's going to be fun if you guys drink along with us, Yeah. share it. We'll start a hashtag. It'll be crazy. Yeah. FHC beer madness probably. 
And as we get closer, after we get through the first round or two, we'll, we will have, like Johnny said, uh, one of our bar hangs for, I think, the month of March, I would guess, this month later on. Maybe it'll um, be the final four. Maybe. I'm thinking Elite Eight will be our first, like, all right, let's drink these beers together if anybody wants to come. And we'll, we'll have a couple of each of these beers is my hope. And then we'll share them. No, I have a question. Please. Are we going to go solely off of votes? Or if there's one where it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do, how much do our personal votes weigh? I don't know, because I think they should weigh a little bit more, because mm-hmm. why not? We, we're running it. So, Well, I say that um, in any vote, mm-hmm. each of our votes cast is worth three votes. Okay, sure. It might be easier to do the math and make it a percentage. I'm not sure yet. I, we need to figure out a way to do this, because like, what if we get like, like if we get 100 votes, three is nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not enough to tip the scales. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Maybe it will be. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Or we could give <clears throat> instead of any of that, we each get one golden sort ticket. of like yeah, to like like to, a, to, a fast like a, yeah. I hate the phrase, but a trump card kind of thing. Like boom, uh-huh. this is what I choose. Yep. Yeah, we, we have veto power. There you go. Well, yeah, we'll talk it all. It'll all be very uh, be fun. written out on our website, so everybody will know the rules. We're clearly just now. It's the first time doing it. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be silly. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, remind people why they shouldn't skip our first commercial of the show, which comes later. Yeah. You're going to get this warning just once. This is our week to do a commercial for the handlebar with a hidden trivia quiz involved. Yeah. So if you get at us and you haven't won within the last couple times. Submit it anyways because sub- it's yeah, fun. Yeah, submit it anyways. You, know? you never know. Maybe everyone else will get it wrong. But, Submit what? <laughs> uh, the answer yeah. to the question, what is the movie that Max and Johnny are spoofing? Yes. Slash ripping off, slash quoting. Yeah, so. yeah slash rewriting yeah, kind of to fit, get, the, to fit the handlebar. Pro- we love our friends at the handlebar. Yeah. And we've just been tweaking famous movie scenes to fit the handlebar uh, stuff that we talk about. If you know what the movie is, send us an email or an Instagram DM or a Facebook message, whatever suits your fancy. And we'll uh, give you the chance to win a $25 uh, gift card to the handlebar here in Chico. If you send your submission by any bird, uh, you automatically win, whether you're That's right or wrong. absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. Um, very lastly, before we get into stuff, I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Trevor Machuro. Thank you so much for uh, writing in, I think with like three emails in the past week since we've recorded. Felt like 10. It's been great. I, I wrote that on the notes. He gets gold stars for sending so many emails, including feedback about uh, the film Horse Girl. We, he and I did some back and forth chatting about just personal experiences and uh, it's one of the things that I really love about this show and movies in general, that it kind of uh, ties these random connections between people together in ways that I find uh, quite compelling and, and very nice. Absolutely. It's always rewarding when something like, hap- like that yeah. happens just because of a silly beard show. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, I like to wear my heart on my sleeve. It's big on the outside, but I like to think that it's even bigger All right. on, the- <laughs> on the inside. Johnny, I think it's time for a beer. What are we drinking, my friend? I'm blowing my nose. Okay, fine. This tasty beverage is called Bigger on the Inside. It's from Urban Roots out of Sacramento, California. If you know me or have ever asked me where a good place to go for lunch and beer in Sacramento is, I would probably have said here because they are a fantastic brewery slash barbecue joint. Yeah, Smokehouse. It's like Urban Roots Brewery and Smokehouse is yeah. the full name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make some real good food uh, and a really good beer. And this actually made it up here. I believe someone... Uh, at Spikes, I want to say, went down mm-hmm. and grabbed some cases and brought them back up here, something like that. So this is an Imperial IPA clocking in at 8.7%. Uh, beer Advocate rating of 90. I with, know, which is very high. But small sample size, right. 15 reviews. So we are going to 
decide for ourselves. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna open. Uh, I'm gonna open this beer for us. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So it's a double dry hopped West Coast double IPA that is obviously, if you couldn't tell by the name, very inspired by Doctor Who. I actually couldn't. I'm not. Is that is that the the telephone booth? Is that like the famous booth? Yeah, I never it's knew what bigger that was. on the inside. It's like a spaceship. Mm. It's really cool. There's okay. a word for it that I don't know because I'm I'm not into that show that much. The booth itself? Yeah. Oh, I don't That's, know either. I, I'm not going to try. I've never watched the show. I've seen like three episodes. People oh. that love it are going to be like, I know. you bastards. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's see what this says. Double yeah. Dry Hop West Coast, double IPA with Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. So nothing really crazy outside the box. Yeah, thank you so much for pouring it for me. Yeah. Uh, it looks a lot um, lighter than I expected. It's almost, it's almost like a, well, it's different in my glass. I was kind of looking at yours, but it's almost like a, a, a straw slash pale sort of orangey color. It's it's pretty standard IPA looking. Um, I didn't know about this, but depending on how we feel about it, it might be grounds for making the beer madness list. I don't know how regularly this is available, um, so we'll do some research. But what yeah. do you think of it after tasting it for the first time? It is thick. thick. I was I was not expecting. That's a thick beer. Sure. I was not expecting that much mouthfeel on this beer. It is very viscous. Oh, it's, it smells chewy, my guy. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> hey, yo. I mean, 8.7% is, is nothing to shake a stick at. I think most of the beers on our beer madness list kind of fall into the, like the six to seven range. And there's one or two that are at the cutoff of 9%. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to like having to, comp- how to having to even make a matchup where that goes up against something so much smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just a totally different beer. But that said, there are like wow. Imperial IPAs that are 10%. It's like those can't yep. go up to a six. That's just not the same uh, up against a six. Right. Just those are too, this too much. Um, but you like it or it's just thick. I do like it. It is real thick though. It is like, wow, almost uh, off-puttingly thick. <laughs> I was not anticipating it to be that yeah. heavy in the mouth. It harkens back to at least my early experiences with with heavier IPAs, which were from Needy Brewing, which were always like super sweet, very hoppy, intense, uh, like in-your-face IPAs. Yeah. Like they had the Hopperillo thing that they had to rebrand to Hop Trio because of some brewery in Texas, I think. Yeah. Um, but even like a Simtra, which is 13 point something percent, like very, very almost syrupy. Yeah. Um, but also maintaining like a really strong, bitter hot presence that I think this one also has, mm-hmm. but I think I might be with you. It's, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. This beer is not what I would call refreshing. No, no, not refreshing. No, it's, this is not crisp and refreshing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, granted, like we're coming at you. On a day, again, it's in, we're early March and it's like 80 degrees in Chico. Yeah. Which is not a good sign just for the trajectory of humankind. <laughs> right. But uh, I don't know. I, I have to think if it were a little bit colder out, I might be more up for this. Maybe. Um, but I, I like it. I don't love it. I, yeah. I'm sure they're consistently making quality stuff. So I'm sure this is what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's, it's a bit much for me. Yeah. I mean, all the hops are there. It's got a decent amount of bitterness. Um, it yeah, it really is a completely fine beer. It's just that that thickness and that I don't know. It's 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 big, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I almost ugh, it's saying the right words, like you said, like Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, good hops for me. Those mm-hmm. I love those. It's just not quite there for me. Yeah, same. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna rate it, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna tell me how much this cost after I guess. 
Uh, I don't remember. That's fine. But okay, we'll rate it anyway. Let's rate it anyways. I'm going to give it a seven. And this beer is a six two. Okay. It's six one, six two. It's really just fine. I mean, if you're in the mood for something big and almost chewy, personally, I like, I mean, my IPA is a little thinner. Like, usually double IPAs aren't this thick. Am I wrong? Uh, No, I don't think you're wrong. This is, yeah, you, I mean, you, if you have something this thick, like you want the hop punchiness to kind of back it up. And I don't think this is punchy enough to really justify this heavy of a beer. I want it to be more crisp. Yeah, I sure. I think that's the thing is like, yep. even just, you can have that hop thickness, but just a little crispy drinkability is all I'm asking. Just a little. Yeah. So if we had to quantify whether or not we're going to search out the information on the availability of this beer to make our tournament, do you think we should? I don't think we should. I don't think so. There's plenty else out there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Again, that is Bigger on the Inside by Urban Roots. If you get a chance to try it, it is at Spikes, we think. Uh, So let us know what you think. That would be awesome. We're going to move right along into Flick Picks. And I think we only have one this week, which is mine. Yes. Um, And it is a movie that I found on Netflix. Uh, My my wife is currently in Hawaii. uh, It's pronounced... Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. Hawaii. Uh, she's with her family. They had a girl's trip. And I was like, listen, I'm more of one of the girls than a lot of the girls in your family anyways. I'm, I'm down with, I got a pedicure this week. I don't mean to stereotype, but there's some stereotypically girly stuff that I'm like, I'm all, I'm in, I'm on board for this. No one's surprised. No. Yeah. Nobody invited me. So I'm here. I've been doing a lot of like late night Netflix with a movie watching. Fresh set of toesies. Yeah. I got, yeah. And these guys, these little nails. And the nails yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, the point is, I found a movie called Caliber, and it is spelled uh, the British way, so the R comes before the E, and it's a uh, tense thriller, I will say, um, and I'll give you some information here. It was directed by a guy named Matt Palmer. It came out in 2018, and the letterbox synopsis goes thusly, you can't bury the truth. Two lifelong friends head up to an isolated Scottish Highlands village for a weekend hunting trip that descends into a never-ending nightmare as they attempt to cover up a horrific hunting accident. Uh, movie stars Jack Loden and Martin McCann. Jack Loden was in Fighting With My Family. He played Zach, the brother uh, of Florence Pugh's... Uh, I can't think of her character's name right now. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's it's a solid movie. I think if you're if you're in the mood for something that really knows how to maintain tension throughout the course of it, Almost all the way, it's a really good bet. It's not what you would traditionally call like a scary, scary movie, though it is kind of branded as like a horror movie. Okay. Um, I'm maybe not going to spoil it here. I actually think you should watch it, Johnny. I think you'd like it. Um, I feel like I've seen it, but I'm I'm looking through some of the stills of this movie. Yeah. It's not really ringing any bells. I know I've seen it on... uh, Like on Netflix. Sure. That that it's there. Yeah, I was... It was one of those nights where I, I Googled sort of like the best... I was in a horror movie mood. I was like the best 20 horror movies new to Netflix. And this came up kind of middle of the list. Okay. Um, and people had mixed reviews. Um, but people that I respected were like, this is pretty good. It's like, it's worth your time. Um, and I think it's, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but uh, the acting is, is pretty good. It's one of those movies. It is a lot of heavy Scottish dialect. Mm. Um, a la like a train spotting type movie. Like I threw on the subtitles maybe 10 minutes and I was like, I just got to yeah. I can't understand you guys at all. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a great movie to throw on, on like a Tuesday night just to experience something new and, um, kind of soak into a particular, uh, tense aesthetic. Hmm. So 
Again, Caliber, check it out if you'd like to. Uh, and I think that's all I have to say about it off the top of my head. Let me know if you guys do watch it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. It came out to be, I want to check my rating to make sure I'm being truthful here, but I gave it like a three and a half out of five on Letterboxd. Like it's that kind of movie, right. you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's there. It's there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's worth the time. I think. Nice. In the meantime, before we get into our uh, second beer, do you feel like maybe going to a break? Just take a break. All right. We'll be right back. The handlebars everywhere. It is all around us. Here, even now in this room. You can see it out your window or on your television. You feel it when you go to work or go to church or pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Johnny. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell, taste, or touch. A prison for your mouth. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the handlebar is. You have to see it for yourself. With a happy hour every day of the week from two to six. A dollar off each and every craft beer. This is your last chance. After this, there is no going back. You take the blue pill and the story ends. Go back to drinking during regular hours and paying full prices. You wake in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill and you stay in happy hour land. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Whoa. Remember that all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? What happened to him? He cut his wrists. Per his final wishes, you're getting $5 million. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. It can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? He was a sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. I found something that can prove what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. I have a pile of ashes in the box that would disagree with you. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you. 
even in death. Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. Hey! I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you is in the room right now. But we can't see him? He's listening. Where are you? Where are you? Show yourself! Come on! Do it! There you are. All right, so I was wrong. We're actually going to talk about what you just heard in that trailer, which is what? a film called The Invisible Man. Uh, I guess we'll just get into it. I, can't, I was, I'm still kind of jarred by what possessed me to say that we were doing a beer next. You know, mental errors, man. Mental it's, errors. Yeah. You can write the playbook, but, you know, it's really a matter of getting out there on the field and performing. I actually heard play. I thought you were going to say getting out there on the stage and performing, but either way, playbook, that's a sports thing. Again, doing beer madness, not March madness. I don't understand it. You're so cute. So thank you. Uh, Johnny, walk me through who is in The Invisible Man, directed by Lee Wan-El. By the way, if you didn't know Lee Wan-El, uh, the guy that directed Upgrade, which we've covered on this show, I think that was 2018. Sure. Uh, also directed a couple of the Insidious films and Saw. The original Saw from 2004 was this guy. All right. Who's in this movie, The Invisible Man? We've got Elizabeth Moss as Cecilia Chaos, Oliver Jackson Cohen as Adrian Griffin. Michael Dorman as Tom Griffin, Harriet Dyer as Cecilia's sister Emily, Aldous Hodge as James, and Storm Reed as Sydney. Uh, pop quiz: Do you remember by chance what we've, or did you recognize her, Storm Reed? We, uh, I, it took me like half the movie. Yeah, she was oh, in Waves. Yeah. No, no, was she? I didn't, but I didn't think of Waves. I'm trying to think of it now. I thought she was his sister in Waves. Mm, what did? What was she in? She was in. Um, what the hell's the movie called? Uh, it's one with Oprah. And um, the color purple? No, newer than that. Oh, it's very um, dreamy. Once upon a time in summer. No, uh, once it's a so summer. Close. You're very close. It feels oh, like for you our, know, Forgotten Garden. Well, Chris um, Pine and yeah. Oprah and Reese Witherspoon. <sighs> Savage Garden. Oh my! You know what I'm talking about? I do. Okay, we're gonna think of it real quick. We could just Google it, but we're not gonna. Once upon. It's a, not once upon a time in anything. It's um. Return to. What's this movie called? Neverland. I um, hope that somebody's just yelling it. No car. one remembers that movie. I really can't think of the name of it. All right. I didn't love it. It wasn't that good. Whatever. If you think of it, tell us. The point is, that's what Storm Reed is from. She plays Sydney here, several years older. Um, she plays Aldous Hodges, James's daughter. Um, and like you said, uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen as Adrian Griffin plays Elizabeth Moss's abusive husband who uh, she escapes from in the beginning of the movie. His brother is played by Michael Dorman. His name's Tom Griffin in the movie. He's sort of like a lawyer. Um, that is in charge of uh, the finances behind Adrian's will after he apparently commits suicide. And like you said, we also have uh, Harriet Dyer playing Emily, uh, Cecilia's sister, um, who have sort of a contentious relationship. Um, we were not originally planning on seeing this movie, I know that, but once I knew we were gonna, I was excited. I saw pretty decent reviews of it online. Um, so I went in with an open mind and a optimistic spirit what did you think uh seeing it tell me about your viewing experience in general uh, it was fine it, um where's your microphone sorry there we go <laughs> it was fine i saw it on a, a sunday mid-afternoon um yeah it was fine nothing much to report did you 
you already gave kind of a rundown on this. I was just looking up Stormy Reed. I, I did. Oh, sure. I didn't. I mean, it was. Yeah. The, like, if you we didn't let me just read the synopsis here. Uh, when Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves uh, her, her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Uh, so there's the the uh, you know I think that was like Rotten Tomatoes or something. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the gist. That's really all you need. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, by the way, this is a a movie adapted from a book by H.G. Wells, um, which I have read, and it is not this movie. No, <laughs> it's not even close to like a page to screen adaptation. It's it's a it's a new thrilling twist on hey, that sort of thing. Let's take this premise of there's an invisible guy and then do something <laughs> completely different. Yeah. So like, th- that's the thing. Um, I don't mean to cut you off. I was going to start my own thing, but were you saying something about, uh, the description you were looking up stormy read? Oh yeah. Stormy. I was just wondering, you asked me how my viewing experience was and it was, the movie was fine. Yeah. But how about your experience itself? Uh, not nothing to report. No, no. I'm going to report one thing on mine. Very pedestrian. I had a great crowd. Yeah. Like 12 people on a Monday afternoon. And nobody, well, not nobody, but people, people were aware they were in a theater. There was like a bunch of youths and a couple old people. I'm going to pause you there. Sure. When I just want to get on your level on like where you're at on this planet. Sure. You got out of the movies at 1030 PM. What did I say? Monday afternoon? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Monday night. For, for those of you not like not knowing Max personally, that's yeah. afternoon time for him. Sure. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Come, no, I go. I wake up late and I go to bed early. I, I play music at night and I just try to keep that schedule. Three a.m. is bedtime. That's about right. Ten thirty p.m. is afternoon. Yeah, it's a nice afternoon. I texted you at about seven a.m. this morning, which is redundant, but seven a.m. Right, yeah. seven thirty, something like that. Yeah, and we I was were, shocked. We were talking about uh, some Instagram video that go watch it now. It's on Instagram. Um, but I was like, all right, man, I'm only four hours into my sleeping, so I'll catch you later. And you yeah. said, good night, sweet prince, mm-hmm. which is nice. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I went to the movie at 7 o'clock last night, got out at like 9.30. Most people would not go to the movies that late I on understand. a Monday. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I okay, know. so you had a good crowd. Yeah. Good. Like, people didn't talk much. That's always nice. It's great. Because there was, like, the type of crowd, like... Half of them were 17-year-olds or 18-year-olds that were, like, on a date, you could mm-hmm. tell. And I was just praying, like, maybe they'll just start making out or having sex in the back of the theater and God, they won't speak. Yeah. And they didn't speak. And they didn't have sex. So it's a win. Win-win. <laughs> well. Not for them. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they're practicing abstinence. Um, abstinence. <laughs> uh, anyways, this movie came out on February 28th of 2020. Yeah. What did you think of it? Well, in addition to my own original thoughts, I also think it was rated R. I think it runs about two hours and four minutes. Uh, it was made on a budget of seven million dollars. Uh, on its opening weekend, made twenty eight million, and as of March second, it's made about fifty point three million worldwide. All right. So people are interested in seeing it. Yes. I was in that camp. I also, in regards to my feelings, uh, liked it for a lot of it. I thought that the tension was really good. I think that the idea of Elizabeth Moss's character sort of being this. We don't get a lot of backstory, by the way. The movie starts with her sort of staging this getaway from her abusive, we assume, abusive husband. Mm-hmm. And for a while, the movie's like, all right, we're going to explore like why he was abusive and, and we're going to deal with sort of her trauma of that relationship. And I'm like, that's very relevant. I'm into it. Let's explore the psychology of it. And then pretty quickly, it kind of devolves into not a ton of jump scares, but some and more of like almost a monster movie. Mm-hmm. Cause you do have this bad guy that is invisible. invisible. 
Um, See Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon. Sure, and it's hard not to draw comparisons, at least in the beginning part of this movie, to the film we did last week, Horse Girl, where you have the the prospect of an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Though it does become pretty clear early on that it's like, well, no, she's not crazy. There's This guy is crazy. He's got an invisible suit and he's stalking her. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it a little bit more if they stuck with the 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 mental trauma of what that could be like. Yeah. Um, but I think this movie sort of lo- it lost me at least when it was like, oh no, like she's just like, I'm not crazy. Look, here's all these reasons. And people are like, well, no, like you're crazy. And that's it, always tough for me when there's characters that are close to the main character that immediately just like, nope, you're nuts. It's like, I don't know. That's hard to believe for me. Yeah. Also, there's a moment where she like calls his cell phone, Adrian's cell phone when he's dead, quote unquote, and it rings it's like, who's paying this guy's phone bill if he's dead? Like, there's some little plot holes like that where it just yeah. kind of took me out of it. It was fine. Yeah. It was enjoyable enough. Um, I think that some of the shots of Adrian in his suit, not to spoil too much, but we all know he's alive. It's fine. Are like, that's cool. The ghost. suit was cool. Could have been a ghost. Could have been a ghost. Spoiler yeah. alert. I uh, made a, a note that it's very much, there are scenes that are very much like Edward Norton in Fight Club when he's fighting Tyler Durden, but there's nobody there. She, Elizabeth Moss did a great job in this movie. I think she was very good, um, really compelling in a lot of places. She had a whole bunch of emotions to portray, and she did a good job. I think everybody else was p- pretty fine, and the movie was pretty fine. So that's kind of how I felt. You got any standout stuff you want to talk about? I absolutely hated this movie. Oh, you hated it? I absolutely oh. hated it. At what point did you start hating it? From the beginning. Why? That's not fair. There's no stakes. There's no reason for me to be rooting for Elizabeth Moss to get away from anything. Well, she just wakes up in a dope-ass house, and you're true. like, why are you leaving? It's awesome. There's a dog. There's sports cars. Uh, yeah. There's zero backstory. Uh, and I think there's way more plot holes than we'll get into. Okay, sure. Um, but as a horror suspense type film, this was pure trash. This was absolute garbage. Okay, wait, so I agree with you at the beginning. You're like, I don't know what's happening. She seems pretty intent on getting away. I don't know why. Yeah. For me, I'm like, all right, I'm interested in seeing why. Uh, this is still early movie, so if you don't want to be spoiled at all, don't skip forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this is a big spoiler. He, she jumps this wall. Crazy house. I agree. What a nice house. What a great home. He also then jumps the wall and like breaks the window of her sister's car. At that point, I'm like, for sure, get out of there. Like, that's reason enough for me to be like, yes, I'm on your team. So I was in there, but maybe not so much for you. Not so much. No, no, I, I needed more. Were you still I, like, I, why are you leaving? No, I needed more stakes. I needed <laughs> okay. more backstory. I needed more setup for the leaving than that. How about her? How about the stakes is like, she's in a terrible relationship with a guy that clearly abuses her and needs to leave. That seems like good stakes to me. Somewhat. Like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, no, stuff, it would have been, I would have had more in, like, rooting for her if there was more of that displayed before. I mean, the f- very first scene of the movie is her running away. Yeah. And we don't know why. So, like, I want more backstory and more build up to that to make it a more grandiose escape. Um, possibly some build up to the level of control. I think that's fair. And, like, yeah, it just, there. it, it was a an opportunity missed in the writing. And I think it really left me flat on her character. Yeah. Uh, And like, as in horse girl, um, semi spoilery, I suppose that there's, there's no, for this movie that there's kind of the possible theoretical metaphor that it's all in her head the whole time. Um, you could maybe even make that argument. And then even like at the end, there's some curveballs thrown in where you're like, 
Uh, oh, really? Who knows? Oh, okay, you know what I mean? Interesting. Okay, yeah, sure. So, I, I don't know. I don't think it was clear enough um, what she was escaping from and the circumstances around it. We focused more on her mental all trauma, but also, I mean, theoretical and like perceived instability by people around her. Mm-hmm. But you know, it makes me wonder if she's that unstable, and no one's really surprised. Like, what you know, it didn't take much convincing. For everyone to just think she's crazy. Like, is there a history of behavior here? Like, what's going on with that? So, I don't know. This whole movie, I, I would like to have had a bit more black and white black and white stakes. Sure. Uh, when it comes to domestic abuse, I don't think there should be gray area. Like, the whole end of the movie, it was very, like, to me, it was like, well, hmm. It's an interesting curveball. And we'll get into that in The Danger Zone. Sure. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to to try if you if you were to to try to take this movie out of the context of 2019. Mm-hmm. And granted we're in 2020, but it's not enough of the year has happened. It's 2019 still basically, I think, culturally. Um which is sort of like the the me too year. Um and I think so much of this movie hinges upon the idea that you believe this girl from the beginning. And if you don't, then then you, I think you're in your boat like you don't necessarily uh there maybe isn't enough evidence to to convict this guy. Yeah. That said, there's that scene. Uh, I don't care about the spoiler. There's a scene where he punches uh, Storm Reed's character, mm-hmm. and we're all like, clearly that wasn't her. You think that's a spoiler? You're pointing at me like it might be one. Was that him? Yes, it was him. Why? Uh, because this is more. You're right. Okay, this is yeah. tough. Um, we don't know if it was or not. I think I am in the boat that she def it's just definitely him. He's just for me so clearly a like just an asshole of a guy from the beginning. Not when he's sleeping obviously that's tough, but I just I I I believed her. Yeah. And that's it. I think that's the distinction that this movie is trying to or that that will kind of divide people. Yeah. Ultimately. And if you've seen enough horror movies half the time, a lot of the time there is the unstable narrator. Sure. So like I don't know. I think it could have been a lot more clear cut and it would have helped the overall plot to be more believable in a movie about an invisible guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into this. Yeah. And some that's because that's personal preference. Sure. I wanted that to be more invested in this movie and that's my take on it. Yeah. And that's what took me out of it. Cause so. there is like that. It feels spoilery to mention this, but I don't think it is just cause, but again, skip forward a minute. If you're really concerned, um, there's a final twist presented at the end where it's like, Oh, well maybe the whole time that could have been what's happening. And it's like, yeah, that gives a lot of your argument wait, it could be that. I just didn't think so. I think there's a, there's a particular scene where she sort of realizes she's like, yep, that's definitely how I was doing the whole time. I don't know, but it could be. But if it's not, why throw that in there at the end to like display the depth of the manipulation or you've seen taken. Yeah. You know, the scene where he like gets a guy to say that word on the phone Mm -hmm. and he like makes him repeat it in person. Mm -hmm. That was that in this movie for me. Mm. Which I think this wouldn't even make sense if you haven't seen the movie, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Yeah. Um, for me, it was like, oh yeah, I heard that, and I was like, for sure, that was the whole time. That was whatever. Yeah, talking in so much code right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was enough evidence to be like, yep, that justifies it all. That said, I still think the movie spirals. It gets uninteresting. I gets away from the psychology and all that. Super uninteresting. I honestly I didn't hate it. Though. I didn't like Elizabeth Moss at all. Really? No. Oh, I thought she was so good. I, no, I didn't. I think the last time we covered her, any role she was in on the show was Us. 
a couple years back, mm. last year, two years ago, last year. Um, and she had sort of a secondary role in that, but she was great in that too. She was in a movie called Her Smell last year, which I haven't seen, but I've heard she's been great in. Um, I totally bought her in this. I thought it was great, but couldn't get, couldn't get behind it. All right. So uh, let's rate The Invisible Man, shall we? Yeah. I'm going to um, double check with my letterbox review. It's going to be pretty low for me. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be like a... Out of 10. It's like a 1.8. What? 1.8, 2.2. so low. Yeah, really not a fan. Like, did, you, did you say 1.8, 2.2? Yeah. Do you want to land somewhere in the middle? No. Nah, 2.1. All right, 2.1. That's at least right out of the ones. I, it's not a one movie out of 10. That's crazy low. I would never, ever, ever watch this again. Well, yeah. yeah but I like, wouldn't recommend it. And then, in my opinion, it was bad. I don't. I can't think of a movie. What's the last movie you ranked the ones? Like Jurassic World? Or no, King I Arthur? like Jurassic World. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. The Fallen You're Kingdom the one that one? hated it. It's a bad movie, <laughs> dude. I liked it. Uh, all right, and it was a bad movie. What about that's um, where the you can have you can like a bad movie. I, yeah, I stand by Jurassic World. Oh God, what is I'm Team Pratt, bro. Movie? So am I. But throw on Parks and Rec any day. What is the last movie you remember doing? Like really hating. Ooh, um, it's hard, uh, hard uh, White Boy Rick, probably. Oh, you hated White Boy. Hated Rick. it. Hated it. Hated Did you hate it. that more or this more? Ah, uh, you hated that movie. I hated that movie. <laughs> this is real close. Really? Yeah. All right. They're. Bo- I thought they were both just trash. All right. So two point one from you for the Invisible Man. Uh, I landed. Uh, oh, I actually didn't rate it on Letterbox. So good. Uh, I land solidly on like a seven. No, I don't. It's a six. Yeah, I'm a six. Six out of ten. That's about right. I thought she was really good. The movie. Kept my interest from start to finish, which matters. The only thing keeping it from being a 1.8 was that giant black dude's biceps. He was yoked, and he I just so I wanted comforting. To, I wanted to keep looking at him the whole time. He's very attractive. Aldous Hodge is somebody that I knew I recognized, but I couldn't remember from what. Uh, and I'm gonna find out real quick because I, I, I know I've. Seen while some you're stuff. looking that up, sure. I was gonna mention uh, I recognized Stormy Reed from. I think it's just Storm Reed, by the way. Oh, you're good. Stormy Reed sounds Stormy, way more it, porn star. It does, so doesn't it? Take the Y off. Sure. Storm Reed. Now I'm in the X Men. Um, oh, yeah. She was what's her name's little sister on Euphoria. Oh, uh, I didn't see that show. But, yeah. Uh, what's her name? She is, was in. Is it Zoe Kravitz? No, she was in. Um, she did the song on the trapeze with the one guy. Oh, Zendaya. Yeah, that's right. Yep. yep. That's uh, yeah. She's in. She's in. She's uh, the main Euphoria? character. Oh, yeah. you still need to watch that. It was so good. It was so good. All right, I'll check it out. So good. Uh, Aldous Hodge was in Hidden Figures, Straight Outta Compton. Oh, Die Hard with a Vengeance? I don't remember nice. him from that, but... Oh, he was also in Black Mirror's Black Museum. Okay. Oh, so good. That was a ugh, gross, that gross episode. Jacked. He's so big. Yeah. 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 Yep. Kid's uh, got a body on him. Fair. Uh, I think he's older than both of us, probably. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. 2.1 for you. Six for me, The Invisible Man. Uh, let's jump into our second beer, my friend. What do you think? Sure. You for that? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. It's a stout that we opened up at the beginning of the show. It almost exploded. Not the beginning of the show, but the beginning of the segment. It was, was just, it off the air. It was just ready. Yeah, okay. Um, but tell me a little bit about it. It's something that I searched for uh, online that I could not find because historically, I guess, this beer is a very particular variant. It's actually brand new. Oh, that explains uh, it. I just read an article that they had just just kind of launched this recently and that um, it's coming soon. All the information essentially got it. So what we're dealing with is simply called coffee stout from perennial artists and ales. You'll know them from 
Abraxas fame. Oh yeah, Sump. That's fame. the one I thought it was. Sump. Yeah, and they've done a bunch of other good stuff. Yeah, uh, but this one, yeah, simply called Coffee Stout, and they use a blend of two beans roasted by their friends at Dark Matter Coffee, uh, beans from El Salvador and beans from uh, where'd it go? Country El Salvador cultivator Pacas Honey hmm. Farm, the Vista Hermosa Farm. And okay. They were barrel aged in perennial vermilion barrels. I don't know what that means. I never had vermilion. Yeah, I haven't either. What is that? I think it's one is of it a beers. beer. Yeah. Okay. So they're aged in some kind of barrel. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, ABV is eleven and a half percent. It's a big boy. It's a big boy. And I was I was torn because I when I when I was making the notes for the show and I saw bigger on the uh, outside inside. What was it called? <laughs> bigger on the inside. <laughs> and it's a Tardis. Sorry. The name of the um. Oh, the thing. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, the name of the, of the phone booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, well, surely this IPA will be second in the show. We usually try to stack it where the stronger beer is. Don't kiss your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually oh. we stack it where the stronger beer is second. So I was like, there's no way this Urban Roots can't be second. And then I looked this up and any version of their coffee stouts are always really big. So 11.5%. I want a thick boy on this. You're seeming oh. like you're falling in love across the damn table, man. This is really fucking good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, oh okay. man! Perennial artisan Ooh. ales, uh, by the way, is, is no stranger on this show. We've done a few of their beers, and I'll refresh you on in a minute. But you're so excited, I want to know what your thoughts are straight away. Mm, this is just like sipping into a nice big old cup of black strong coffee. Very coffee forward. Very coffee forward. Okay. Tons of roast. You're really you smell the coffee. It's super well incorporated. The balance of sweetness to bittersweet baking chocolate in this is fantastic. Uh, any sweeter and it would be undrinkable. I okay. think this really pushes the boundary of how sweet and how bittersweet something can be. And it strikes a really delicious and drinkable middle ground. Okay. This beer is really good. Well, that's great news. Yeah. It's uh, real good. I'm going to try it very soon. Uh, the last time I think we did perennial, um, it was fantastic voyage from Probably around episode, ooh, I'm going to say it was in the 130s, 140s. That sounds right. Yeah, I know it's right. Though, I'm genius. So we actually did, um, There's a, we've done it a couple times, um, but once was episode 110, which was our Green Book episode. We did a Braxis, right? Uh, no, we did uh, uh, Glitter and Gold. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was a Saison farmhouse sale, I think. Yeah. Um, I blocked that out because uh, we disagreed so intensely <laughs> with that episode. Um, we also covered them actually on episode 151, so not so long ago when we covered the Irishman and Waves. Um, and I'm going to look it up real quick to see. Um, well, I don't care. Whatever. We've done them on the show before. That was probably a fantastic voyage. It That's was a coconut possible, yeah. stout. Okay, sure. Uh, so I'm going to try it for the first time. I'm very excited because sometimes uh, a thick, thick stout, especially a coffee one, can just end up being heavy and bitter. No, that's perfect. But you're into it. That is so well balanced. While it's I taste this, funny. will you tell me about the label? Because it's actually something that I quite enjoy. It almost looks like a, like a road sign to me. Yeah, it's like a, a road sign. To me, it almost looks like um, a rear view mirror, possibly. Oh, or, maybe or, that's what it is. Or like a subway or like a street sign with like, a, what do they call those where you have the letters? Like a marquee? Like a marquee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really like simple but like deceptively simple because you can see there's kind of like a skyline in the background. Yeah. And there is like a subway car or like a train car maybe kind of going by. Um, This is good, man. It's, I don't love it as much as you do. I don't think even close, but it's good. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I would, if there was a font or a, an accent for a font, I would say I like it a lot. Mm. Like that kind of. What's wrong with it? It's not, I mean, 
It's too sweet for me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't strike that balance quite so well. I think it definitely leans more on the sweet side and I want more coffee. If you're going to call it a coffee stout, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> it's my thing. No. When I see something, it's like, I'm this thing on the name of the thing. I want it to be that thing. There's a ton of coffee in there. I can taste the coffee. I can right taste now. the coffee too, but it's, it's overshadowed by the sweetness of the chocolatey notes and the roastiness and i want more bitter and i don't well, have it not everybody drinks their coffee black yeah but you should and or chemixed but you should yeah <laughs> but no and that's that's just because you you don't if anything a chemex kind of enhances sweetness not bitterness so point rejected my friend <laughs> if anything you should be wanting more bitterness for coffee i like i like a sweet coffee um but this is like chocolatey sweetness that is just kind of pushing out the bitterness from what I want in the coffee. It's real good. It's good. Man, it's great. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. Okay. It's I'll, great. I'll drink yours. You're going great. Right? No, I'm gonna drink mine. Nah, Let's, I don't know if you deserve I, I, it. I drink beers that are threes. Yeah. You know I'm drinking this one. Yeah. Though it's not a three, obviously, but it's not a ten for me. I think for you it's probably somewhere between eight and nine and a half. Uh do you have a rating for this yet? Maybe. Do you? No, I'm gonna take one more sip while you tell me yours. Drink deeply, sure, and reevaluate your whole life. Walk me I think through, you're way off base here. Can you walk me through a little bit about what this? I mean, there's no surprises here, but carbonation wise, maybe what this beer looks like. It's just how much it costs. Ink black. Nope. No, nope, you're right. I'm sorry. Cost. It's just a habit. Yep. Nope. Uh, ink black. Very, very dark. Uh, thinner than I expected, but in a good way. It lends to its drinkability. Uh, this, it's man. Um, it's like. The perfect coffee dessert stout. This falls right in line with the amazing beer that is Sump. It really just knocks this out of the park, man. I'm struggling to think of better coffee stouts. I, you know, have you ever had a coffee stout that you were like I'm stoked so on? bad at this. Yeah. Uh, That's actually, what... usually I am, but, but the Sierra Nevada Beer Camp coffee stout, I love. The cold brew coffee stout? Is that what it is? Yep. Um, I've only had it like two or three times. I have three of them in my fridge. I'll nice, bring you dude. One. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, not quite half the ABV of this, but it's much lower, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like seven. It's like six, seven, six, something like that. Um, yeah. Granted, if this were like, if this were as heavy on the alcohol as it was sweetness instead of the sweetness, I would not like it anymore. So I think the the body and the sweetness covers up the alcohol pretty well. It's just, I still want more bite. You know, but then what What would that do for it? Would it make it more drinkable? Because I feel like more bite would just make it more like too bitter. You know, when you get a perfect IPA with the right punch and the bite and it, like the Mayberry IPA. Yeah. Also good. Just it, crispy. It just, kinda, and it just, just rolls away at the end. Yeah. Like it's just sitting heavy and it's sweet. It's got like that really sugary sort of weight. It tastes to like it. you just sipped a mocha. Yeah, kind of. I don't like mochas that yeah. much. So it's it's a personal thing. Again, like they make good beers. I'm I'm not criticizing necessarily the production of it. I just, no one's taking this personally here, dude. Hey, perennial. <laughs> yeah, you I apologize. Need, you don't need to defend yourself here. I'm not going to stab you on I'm, their behalf. Yeah, I'm just trying to be clear. Like I don't I don't think it's a bad beer. I just it's not for me as much. I think it's. Things all right. All right. Well, in your own little slice of the pie perspective, what yeah, are you going to rate sure. this bad Seven. boy? Seven. Seven. Yeah. All right. It's a good beer. This is a phenomenal beer. How phenomenal? How um, phenomenal is it? Well, it's a lot better than Max thinks it is, and we all know he's <laughs> not the authority in these things. Am I right, right guys? Dude. So you should listen to me and go buy this beer immediately because it's a 9.2. 9.2. This is a fantastic beer. This is one of the best beers I've had this year. Oh, wow. Well, that's fair. Um, 
Okay, it's fair no GJG, but it's up there. Start over, uh, Griffith that? J. Griffith. It's a very rare uh, stout from Highland Park Brewing. Just it's a coffee stout. All right, name dropping. <clears throat> it's fine. I just fine. got some in the mail. Don't worry about oh, it. Nice, Fight me, bro. Okay, nine point two for Johnny. Seven for me. That's coffee stout from Perennial Artisan Ales. Yeah. Um, sh- let's so, jump in hot and bother, dude. I mean, I'm right and you're wrong, so let's move on. Sure, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I'm not that prideful. Whatever. No, you can I'm be not right. either. Um, I do want to know. I want to pick your brain about other coffee stouts you like, though, because I've never heard you say that one is good. Like, legitimately, well, never. The they're, all, they're always like, we've never done that on the show. And you've well, talked about that beer. We've never drank it together. I'm saying, like, in the context of the show or beers that we've shared, I've never heard you be stoked on a coffee beer. I, and I'm wondering if that's just like some. I applaud your memory. I, I can't. I don't think I can make that kind of statement. It's been so many episodes. I can't remember what we did three weeks ago. And you're you're like a almost a broken record with coffee stouts. So I've always remember like not enough coffee, too sweet. Don't get coffee. I uh, just get like bitter roast. Well, I'm saying the opposite of that for this. I'm not I'm not getting bitter roast, and I want that. Yeah, that's the weird thing. Is like it's either when I, when it has it, uh-huh. you're like it's too bitter uh-huh. and it's too roasty, and then this one's not, and I love it, and you're like it's it's the seven. It's not good. Yeah, I know it's. I mean, a seven's not that. But it's I not mean, good. you weren't like. It, it didn't seem like you were enjoying it. You rated it a seven because, like, it's a well-constructed beer. But in your no, own I, words, you said it's not for you. Well, I mean, you started it like real high on this, and I was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough to to go up against that and be like, yeah, no, it's good. Like, yeah, if you're coming out with a nine point two, and you're like, it's amazing. Like me saying a seven is going to sound like it's shitty, but it's not. I don't think it's shitty. Like it's just not my favorite coffee stout. I know. I just want to know what coffee stouts you like. Well, let's yeah, let's dive into that. Sometime. Yeah, really, that's some great bonus content it right really there. Really bothers me that you don't know of like any right off the top, other than one. Can you name a couple? Ah, Sump's amazing. Griffith J. Griffith, mm-hmm. uh, Mocha Machine. That's a porter, but still, it's one of the best coffee beers on the planet. Okay, um, it's a porter though. Yeah. If you show me a list of coffee stouts, mm-hmm. I'm sure I've had a few. I'm I just sure, I'm really sure we bad have at too. Yeah, calling them out of the blue. I feel like it's a it's a style that you don't necessarily get fired up for just because of your affinity for coffee. Maybe the two never shall meet. You know what I mean? Like I'd love it if they would. Yeah. But granted, you and I like very different coffees too. Like sure. You're you're much more on like the robust and and kind of um, earthy coffee stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm more the fruity sort of uh, light bodied coffee. Mm-hmm. Um. So I definitely don't disagree that there is um, a distinction that is made, particularly with coffee stouts. They tend to lean towards the 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 bigger earthy ones. Yeah. Um. But I don't know that I would like a coffee stout that is like a fruity coffee either. Like, right. I don't know that that would be any good. Like a, a coffee with heavy like blackberry cherry notes. Yeah. And like mixed with a stout. Or like a lot of the Ethiopian coffees mm-hmm. that I like are are pretty strawberry heavy. Super and, bright and citrusy almost. Yeah. Too. I mean, that we've tried, I think, a couple of uh, out coffee IPAs. That's like a thing that's happened. Yeah, there's been a couple. Like I've tried it. And those are also gross. But that's on, I've liked a couple. This. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, Deschutes just came out with a cold brew lager. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Mm, we're going to have to try that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's that's going to be my question. I want you to ponder it. And maybe let's uh, let's try and collect a few or just make yeah, a dude. point to try some when we're out and about. Or, you know, if you're out beer shopping, pick up more coffee stuff. Yeah. I'm curious to see if there's ever been any that are like, sure. knock it out for you. And at, I would love to try that beer. Yeah. At the very least, what we'll do after we finish our main recording here, we'll look up a list of coffee stouts and record that for our Patreon. Um, so if you are interested in hearing the follow-up for coffee stouts that I do like, uh, check out Patreon. Again, pretty affordable and it helps us keep the show going and we'd really, really appreciate it. 
Um, Johnny, I think in the interest of clearing our glasses and kind of resetting the table, we should jump in to this in a moment, but take a quick break, reset, and then come back with our hot and bothered. What do you think? Let's do hot and bothered, danger zone, and bonus beer? Bonus beer? What? All right, we'll be right back. All right, so we have clear glasses. We are brand new. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Dust Bowl Brewing. Uh, they sent us one of their newest year-round uh, added beers. It is called... Peace, love, and haze. <laughs> it's uh, it's made with cashmere, Idaho gem, and mosaic hops. Comes in at 6.3% ABV with 28 IBUs. It is a very hazy, uh, tropical, lush, um, somewhat malt-heavy, I think. A little uh, malty, but I mean, like, you could super crush this on a hot day. Yeah, their uh, their uh, director of sales, uh, Mark Jobbert, said we're excited to expand our year-round portfolio, portfolio, excuse me, and answer the growing consumer demand for well-balanced, fresh, hazy IPAs. Uh, Johnny, you have tasted yours. I tasted mine briefly, but why don't you go first? What do you think? It's quite nice. It's uh, approachable. The first time I had it, I, I was concerned that it was a little too sweet. Uh, I the first time you had it. Five minutes ago? Yeah. Well, the first, the sip, first sip, I think yeah. I had a lot of the coffee stout left in my mouth. Fair. I actually am going to pour some more because I'm pretty sure uh, I like this beer. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my first taste was definitely like, all right, it's it's certainly tropical, certainly a hazy beer, um, but definitely malt heavy, which is not something I always enjoy. I, I kind of criticized Lagunitas IPA yeah. for being too heavy and bready and um, just malty. Yeah. I think the malt and the, uh, the haziness kind of uh, work in conjunction to give this beer its overall mouthfeel and flavor profile. Yeah. And if you're not into that, you're not going to dig it. Yeah. It's almost got like a real, um, um, what's the right word? I'm not sure. Uh, like, a, like a, a thick and, uh, in the term, in like a fruit term, like meaty, fleshy, like apricot kind of, kind of okay. vibe going. Yeah. Which I actually super dig. And apricot's a very specific flavor. It is. But do you get any of that in this beer? I could see that for sure. Yeah. Almost in color too. Yeah, for sure. That might be why I thought of that. Um, but they say Peace, Love, and Haze is available throughout California and Nevada and at all Dust Bowl, obviously, tap rooms. Uh, they have one in Turlock and one in Monterey. Um, so if you see it around, if you're in California or parts of Nevada, go go check it out. I think it's worth, at, certainly at least worth trying. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an affordable six-pack. If you're into hazy beers and you're one of those guys that's like the Pokemans, got to catch them all. Got to try them all. Uh, pick this up. It's a solid hazy. If you're into these, I think you'll like it. Yeah, agreed. Okay, we are moving into Hot and Bothered, which, if you haven't heard the show before, is the part of the show where we talk about what's got us really excited or not so excited, yep. uh, a.k.a. what's got us hot or what's got us bothered. Yep. I'm going to do something I would normally edit out, but we'll just keep it on. I'm going to shut this window because I think Don't. that dog is going to start barking again. I heard it once. I'm just going to... So, but it's so hot It's closed too late. Uh-huh. You're fine. I'm going to die. You looked beautiful in our photo shoot. Andre. I was glowing and I needed powder <laughs> and you just started taking pictures. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I didn't, makeup department went I on. I didn't consent. I feel like I should jump over it's a wall and run fine. away from you. <sighs> so, Johnny Summers, Yo. it's been a week. Um, I, I've seen you once or twice between now and the last time we recorded. What's got you hot or bothered, my friend? Uh, my hots this week. Uh, I have two hots and one bothered. Okay. In Let that- me, give, me, give me the bothered first. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> and then I'm going to give you my bothered, and then we'll get into hots. Fair warning, the bothered is gross. Okay. Hit me. I had to take an emergency poop. <laughs> I, for some reason, I forgot what you were going to say. And then while you started, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. That's right. Okay, an emergency poop. I had to take an emergency poop. Sure. Uh, clearly, you have to give us more. Yeah, so I, I made 
some food last night. I made shrimp tacos, tequila lime shrimp tacos with uh, cabbage coleslaw uh, instead of lettuce. It was very nice, very fresh. Some, I'm just picturing how it came out of some you. Cilantro, some cilantro, it. lime, sure. white rice, and black beans. It was a delicious dinner. It was great. Uh, I do not eat that much roughage usually, and cabbage is very aggressive uh, when digesting it. And sure. also, I used uh, Green Goddess dressing in the coleslaw, which okay. is basically pureed basil, cilantro, and... Um, Avocado. Avocado. Is it? Yeah. It's oh, cool. all green stuff. Sure. And it's just... it's Vomit. It's like lube for your intestines. Yeah. It just turns them into a slip and slide. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. An emergency poop had to be taken. You were... Today's Tuesday again. Today's you, Tuesday. You were, this was today it happened? And I, yeah. Yeah. I almost pooped my pants. It's okay. I work on the road and <laughs> these things happen. You don't, you don't... There's not like the road needs work, so you go to work on it. You drive yeah. around. You're on the road while you're working. Exactly. It's a I big drive, difference. I drive for a living. Yes. Far places most of the time. Yeah. And anyone that works on the road will tell you that these sort of things happen. Yeah. So I pulled over with a quickness to go to the bathroom and I parked behind Food Max in Yuba City. Just Food Max has a reasonably clean bathroom. Uh, on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, it's like a four, four point five. Okay. So it's not great, but it's it's fine. Well, the men's room was out of order, and at that point, things were becoming urgent. Oh, you did you just go for it? No, listen to the story, Boa. Oh, I'm so, sorry. I just, my brain goes so much faster so, than you're speaking. Yeah, I know. It's because it's stressful. Keep going. You're like, Keep I going. want to know the end of the story. <laughs> so I, I immediately say, well, uh, there's really nothing within walking distance other than the Goodwill next door. Uh, which is highly populated uh, at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people. Oh, sure. Lots and lots of people. Uh, run with much haste and the bathroom there, uh, you might imagine that it's not as clean as it could be. And you'd be correct. Like a a thrift store bathroom is not good. It's not a good situation. Uh, so it's a one seater already a problem. Yeah. The whole thing is one. No, it's a one seater with a urinal. Okay. Make a break for the one seater. Grab, grab the thing, grab the door, go to close it. Lock doesn't work. Lock does not engage at all. And the door is far enough away from me that I cannot grab it while seated. And at that point, it was decision time. Um, yep. Do I try and find somewhere else? Oh, no. It's too late. It's too, it's too late, it's dude. Too late. I have to risk sitting down in a Goodwill bathroom yep. with no locking. No Goodwill. With no locking door. Yeah. It was a risky poo. And it went okay? I mean, all things considered? Yeah, all things considered with Terry Gross, it went <laughs> yeah, swimmingly. So close. Yeah, uh, it went... Don't say swimmingly either. I don't want to picture the body of water that you're swimming in. You yeah. say that. Uh, it happened. Nothing bad happened, but I was very stressed out, and it was not what I needed in my day. No, there's almost nothing worse than just like a really stressed out bathroom break. Yeah. It's a one time you don't want to... Like, why isn't the door locked? Yeah, lock the door. Yeah, fix that. Fix it. I like when places are like, "Hey," on like a little on a little poster on the side, like, "If our bathroom's not up to par, like, tell somebody that works here." They don't have that. They, there. they don't have that. No, why bother? I should yelp it. You should yelp the Goodwill bathroom in Yuba City. <laughs> you know, fast that gets fixed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. But I'm glad right. you're here today. You know what? I made it, and 
I'm still wearing the same shorts I was wearing then. Good so on you. it's a victory. Good man. It was uh it was an almost scary into a gamble, risky boo. Yes. Into a uh funny story. So. Well, not to I think I'm gonna kind of piggyback off that a little bit. I've been sick for a couple days. It's one of the uh, under Did you poo in a thrift store too. No, oh. no, but I mean that's not a thing that happens to you when you're fully healthy necessarily. Sure. Um, Am I ever fully healthy? Sometimes I don't know. Give or take. One of the underappreciated facets of marriage that I'm learning about is when your significant other gets sick. Even if you think you're fine, you get- about six days later you are also sick. Hundred percent. So I was sick. Um, for about three or four days this week, fortunately it lined up at a point where I didn't have any other shows to play and it was, I could kind of sit at home and eat spicy ramen, um, and cleanse my spiritual immune system. Um, so I got over that about today, which felt great. Um, but I also had to go to the dump for the first time. Another segue from your story in a sense. Um, I went to the dump on, uh, I think it was Saturday. No, it was Sunday, Sunday morning. Okay. And it was so windy on Sunday. Very. That we backed up our truck to the dump and I shoveled stuff, dirt and um, all sorts of yard waste out of the truck bed. But the wind was going exactly the opposite direction and about 50% of it every time would blow back in and into the truck and into my mouth. And it was really, really annoying. Yeah. But I'd never been to the dump. It was a... Um, it's a stinky experience. It's a stinky experience for sure. It's not a place I'd want to hang out per se. Some cool stuff out there though. I don't know. Maybe find some cool yeah. stuff. Out I there learned, I learned a lot. You can't put uh, scrap metal where you put the rest of the stuff. Yep. Some guys like, Hey, you, you got to go to six. I'm like, what does six mean? He's like, it's a different site. You have to go there. Uh, and you also can't put air conditioners in the place where all the stuff public dumping is what it's called, yep. which is not the best turn of phrase. Um, and he's like, well, is that an air conditioner? I said, yeah, it's our old air conditioner. He's like, well, you can't put it there. I was like, I know he told me. He's like, you didn't tell them you had an air conditioner? like, no, they didn't ask. He's like, we got to put that in three. I was like, where's three? He's like, it's on the way to six. I'm like, I don't, what is this place, man? <laughs> Anyways, we figured it all out. Went to the dump. It was fine. I got a pretzel afterwards, not from the dump. I was going to say, did they put in a, like a snack bar that I've missed? No, I went to the mall. Okay. And then we went and got a pedicure, which is pretty nice. That's a nice balance. Um. Which sort of segues into my hots. Auntie Anne's makes a nice They're pretzel. the best pretzel in town. You know they deliver. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. They don't deliver. DoorDash delivers, yeah. right? I'm not trying to pay an extra $500 to get it delivered to my door. That's I'll why. drive the mall a, a mile get, away. That's you get the dash pass. I don't know what that means. It's 10 bucks a month. No delivery fees. Mm, Unlimited. Sounds like a good deal. It's an, if you use it more than three times a month, it's worth it. How much they, is delivery? Like four bucks? Usually five four bucks. Oh, that's Four it? or five bucks. That's not, well, that's how much a pretzel costs. So Yeah, you double the pretzel to that's get it. That's too much for a pretzel. Exactly. It costs two pretzels. Yeah. But if you use it two or three times a month, paid for. Fair enough. Um, Anyways. It's kind of like the Prime membership thing. Free delivery. Like, okay, I guess I better order some stuff to make, right. make it worth my while. Yeah. Uh, in the... The upstroke of things. I got new tires on my van. Nice. Which I was overdue for. I thought I had an alignment issue, but I had a tire issue. So now my van's driving real straight. Um, and I'm also just really excited about Beer Madness. If you mm-hmm. couldn't tell from the beginning of the show, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm stoked to explore that more. This is the most sports thing you've ever done. It is not. I used to play sports a lot. My parents made me. What sports? All t- I played basketball, baseball. I ran track. I did swimming, water polo. I never played football. Um, but I think five is a pretty good start. That's a good start. Or as you do in private school, not that many. in private homeschool, not that many. <laughs> does Super Mario count? No, I wish it did. It does I, now. Um, Those little fuckers playing esports are making millions. Oh yeah, dude. 
No, it's a different time for yeah. video games. That's the kids that were my age when everyone was like, you'll never make any money playing those games. It's like, you'll never have friends, friends? just like me. Yeah. Uh, no, I, li- I like playing sports. I don't understand. I don't understand the 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 drive of people to like sit around and watch them. That doesn't do it for me. I did MMA for a minute, dude. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like classes of MMA. Like I wrestled and did like jujitsu for a year. Crazy. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I don't get getting fired up about like, that could still take you. I don't know. It might be tough. (laughs) Um, I don't know. The point is it's been a very long week. Um, but my pedicure has helped me. That's good. Uh, and never has one of those. Get one. They're the best. I don't like people touching my feet. Neither do I, but it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. I'm going to take you one. I'd get a foot massage. Okay, call it a foot massage. Well, no, I don't want them messing with the nails. You That's probably it. need work on your nails. I don't. They do a good job. People touching my toenails. All right, well, you can massage my feet. All right, peasant. What? Let's move on, shall so, we? I'm stoked on the, the tournament, too, just so you Yeah, know. fair right. enough. And Max has put in a lot of work on this, and he's designing That's a true. whole like Thanks, website man. thing. It's going to be dope. It's going to be the inspiration I need to update our website with movie reviews and beers and stuff. So get on there and vote. Yeah, please just we go all to, like beer. Go to freshupcinema.com slash beer madness and just, just vote for beers that you don't vote if you haven't had them. That's kind of screwed up. Don't do that. Mm, I don't know. Be a man. little bit more liberal with that. Yeah, depending on who goes. Fine. Do it. But if you have had both, definitely vote on those. We just want to participate. Just participate. Just participate. Just participate. <laughs> please, please just come to my party. Uh all right. Look, we gotta we gotta talk about the invisible man. No, I get hot. Oh, you haven't Damn had it. hot yet? I'm sorry. Do you think pooping in the Goodwill was my hot? It's hot to me. <laughs> you never slammed the table before. I've never heard that I get in my no ears. respect of my right. own podcast. I no respect. All right. Jesus can I try Christ. my segue again? Let me try my segue. Uh, before we get to the Invisible Man with spoilers, Johnny, surely there must be a silver there, lining, there must be a silver to, lining to your week. toilet bowl. Yes. There you go. go ahead. Yeah, man. I had a great time Saturday at the Sierra Steel Chili Cook-Off. That was a really good time. Um, I actually had a bunch of anxiety about it. I have never cooked chili in that volume. Explain it. You cooked for this. I cooked. I entered chili in the chili cook-off. It's a contest. People submit chilies anonymous, well, as far as people tasting it are concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have never, like you said, cooked chili in that capacity. Yeah. You submitted a pot of chili. Yeah. For judgment. Yeah. Okay. It's a very intense experience to be like, I made this, judge me. It's right. kind of intimidating, and I usually don't enter into domains of the culinary arts that I'm not at least somewhat proficient in. Anyone can make a pot of beans and some chili in like a crock pot, slow cooker. It's very forgiving. I had to make two gallons of yeah. chili, uh, which is a daunting task. I didn't know where to start, um, so I made a more basic version of it. Got very drunk while doing it just sure. to be like, we're having fun with this. Um and it was fun. I actually got some encouraging words from some friends that were out there. Got to see people that I hadn't seen in a while. Got some good feedback on my chili. It was solidly middle of the pack. It was good chili. I, I tried asked, it. I asked everybody. I was like, bro, we both made chili. Be honest. I know it's not the best. You I'll didn't walk. really give me the open floor. You were like, mine's not as good as that one. And I was like, I didn't necessarily think that, but now I do. I was pretty drunk by the time I gave you those. You so, were? Yeah. I would really, I I'd been drinking since like 11 AM. I'm really good at usually picking up on your drunk levels. I would assume. Yeah. But I, I, you I know, it's social. It's I'm bouncing true. around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, when I'm in a drunk in a place like that, it turns into like, that's my social energy. 
the alcohol yeah, is masking sure. the social anxiety with like, yeah. I'm being outgoing. Right. Woo. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. Ended up having a little mini bottle share with some friends. Saw people I hadn't seen in a while. It was a really good time. It was good. We saw a bunch good, of uh, um, Patreon we people. We saw so many Patreon people yeah. that we decided to cancel our Patreon bar hang and well, just call that the bar yeah, hang. Yeah, we all were there and had so much fun hanging yeah. out there and drinking beers. It was like, screw it. Let's just, this was it. We did it. We're awesome. Yeah, I was at the height of my sickness. And I was still like, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to try some chili spice is good for your, uh, you know. Shout out to Max. Soldier. Nice, dude. <laughs> Showing up sick, <laughs> slugging some White Claws. Uh, it was a great time. Glad you came. Uh, shout out to you for like hooking me up with chili. You were like, hey, look, man, you're not feeling good. I'll get you the chilies you need. Just try them. They're good. None of these have pork. I know you don't eat pork. You don't eat pork either, actually. Yeah. But uh, so it was great. Yeah. I, I uh, chaperoned your chili journey. You did. Side note, and nobody's going to understand it, but you will. Uh your package is on the way. Oh, yay. Oh, my surprise I got for you. Which actually, um, anybody in Patreon probably knows what this is, but you're not on Facebook. So that's where I posted it in the Patreon Facebook group. Uh, a lot of people know what I got you. Oh, my God. And you don't. That's exciting. Is, it's going to be great. I'm so It's going to show up on Thursday. So Hell yeah. I'm very excited. Hell yeah. So that's only a present is the point. That's exciting. Yeah. No, I have a question. Sure. Uh, did that event inspire you to make your own chili because mm-hmm. I came over today and your household smells so beautiful. <laughs> so uh, the morning of that event, again, like woke up at 10 30, 11, something like that. I was like, I'm so hungry. Like, and we had the Gianna buys chili in cans. Yeah. Which is good. Which is good. I like, and she chili. like, she spruces it up. She adds like cilantro and sour cream and mm. cheeses and like onions and peppers. And I just eat it out of the can. I'll, sure. like, I'll just dump it. In. I'll just, I, sometimes I don't even heat it up. I'll just eat it because I'm hungry. That's flashes of, <laughs> of just ignorant masculinity. I know, dude. I'm just like, I'm just going to eat this chili. It's fine. It's nice to see from you. So that morning, I was like, I'm going to eat some chili. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I'm going to go to an event where people are making chili, um, which kind of reinvigorated my fire for like chili. I, I like chili. It's, it's good. good, right? I just, I'm, I'm more and more like less of a meat eater. Mm-hmm. Um, and chili is sort of that's a thing in chili is like meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple days before the chili cook off, I Googled uh, recipes for vegetarian chilies and I found ones like a sweet and spicy, like sweet potato chili. And I was like, well, that's fun. Maybe I'll okay. make that. And then I didn't, but I looked up another recipe, which was like a straight up vegetarian chili with serrano peppers and paprika and like a, a smoky spicy chili. Nice. Um, and I didn't make it that day because I was going to try your guys's chili. And I made it today. So yeah, chili's been on the mind. It's good. Chili on the brain. It's good, dude. I love chili. Like I'm I'm kind of pissed it's 80 degrees, but chili is one of those dishes that gets better, like if you let it sit overnight. Oh yeah. And tomorrow it's supposed to be like 65. Mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to chili tomorrow night time, for dinner. Chili time. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually gonna have the chance to make that jalapeno cornbread from scratch that I told Perfect. you about because I got the whole morning tomorrow. Have you ever made a Frito pie? Uh no, but based on the name, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Do you like Fritos? Sure. Who doesn't like Fritos? Like communists. Yeah. The Taliban. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, you take Fritos and like layer the bottom of a bowl with it and then scoop chili on top and then put like cheese and stuff on top of it. That sounds great. It's so good. It sounds just like the worst for your uh, cholesterol. And yeah. Your, but who cares? You know? Yeah. We're young enough. But you're getting that. The crunchies from the bottom. It's the best. It's so nice. Versus like doing this with your hands. Like yeah. putting saltines in there. Oh yeah, or Fritos, sure. I like a nice oyster cracker with chili. I hate that they're called oyster crackers. 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 It's off-putting to me. I don't like oysters, so. But there's no oysters in them. Call them soup crackers. Right? Yeah. Just don't call them oyster crackers. It's gross. They look kind of like oysters, I guess. A little bit, and they do kind of open up. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet that's why they call him that. Yeah, probably. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, We're figuring stuff out. This has gone off the rails. Is no, what's it's, happened? It's good. Man. I love it. It's fine. We had I such love, a short intro. I love. To, well, yeah, I'm feeling better. I'm not sneezing all over the place. Have you noticed? Oh, you didn't take the Allegra. No, yeah, I'm sorry. My second dose of Sudafed kicked in, nice. so I have more energy. Yeah, I'm not sneezing. Oh, nose is running. Feeling. It's going to be a good uh, bonus content. Is yeah. what it's going to be. It is on Patreon.com. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, shoot, man. Shoot. I'm going to eat some of your chili before I leave. But until then, that's all the hot I have. Thank Good. you for asking. I just, I'm sorry. You know, it's just one of those things. I it's thought fine, we were there. Dude. It's fine. Usually we go one after the other. So I was like, well, it's, well we're done, clearly. <laughs> but. Clearly, I can't people leave people on that brown note. No. You can't. Which is a good beer, by the way. Got to give uh, the brown Two points if you mention the brewery. Do you know it? Um, that would be. Five. Oh, my God. Four. They're from Alabama, Kentucky. Three. Dirty two. hands, t- no. Against the grain. Against the grain. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of them I want to do at our. Let me just start that over. Shout That's out something to, I want to do. Shout out to Sam Warfel if you're listening. Is she there? No, she went there one time and brought me back a poster sized print. Like an art oh, print. Oh, that's of, right. Of that's the, right. That's right. The brown note. Dude, they make good beers. They do. Against the grain. I they like do. Against uh, the grain. I remember thinking like twice I've bought pile IPAs. Face. No. That they do a beer called Pile Face. Yeah. But the ones that I'm thinking of, I. The one was like a Nelson focused IPA. It was so good. Um, but their their can art is so disgusting. It's pretty gnarly. It's so off putting to me. I'm like, I'm just gonna just pour it into a glass, throw that away real quick, because it's gross, man. And the brown note is maybe the pinnacle of disgustingness. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, uh, let's move into the danger zone. Let's uh, do it. We're gonna give somebody listening a heads up. We're gonna play our little Danger Zone thing, but uh, once again, if you haven't seen The Invisible Man and you don't want it spoiled, go watch it. Come back and listen to the rest of this discussion because we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Push the button. Danger, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Dangerous zones. Yeah. Just, Just like the Goodwill bathroom. I suppose so. Yeah. Or this girl's house in The Invisible Man, if yeah. you ask me. Uh, okay. You are good on beverage for the rest of this discussion, I assume? Right. Okay, me too. Uh, we have sort of danced around um, the idea. Just if you haven't heard the show, Danger Zone is where we're you all talking about You already just said this. Right Sorry? before we made the sound, you said all this. Did I? Yeah. I don't think that's you true. Did, bro. But you're probably right. So I'll just say that I believe you. Why not? You're, even though you're clearly crazy and I definitely didn't. Sure. Why not? We've all walked out of the theater. We've all seen the movie. So- Tom, Adrian's brother, yeah, who is in charge of his will, in charge of the finances, giving it to uh, Elizabeth Moss's character, Cecilia. He's purveying uh, the last wishes of Adrian. He's not deciding it. He is. In- You're right. Yeah. He's he's sort of. That's a distinction that should be made. Fair enough. Um, so if you haven't seen it to catch you up, he's like, all right, my brother's dead. He said you can have a hundred thousand dollars. You just said we've all seen it. I know, but we, if you because some people yeah, don't this care. is exhausting. Some people don't care, you know? All right. And I don't want to make it seem like nobody knows what's Nick going Land, on. I'm looking at you. We yeah. know you haven't seen yeah, this. Yeah, a lot of people don't see the movie. Um Dude Tom is like, um, you know, my brother Adrian says you can have what is it, ten thousand a hundred thousand dollars a month? Five mil. Yeah, over the course of uh, yeah, month monthly distribution. Hundred K a month or something. Provided you don't get convicted of a federal crime or murder anybody or, or be declared insane, foreshadowing. Uh, and Tom's like, look, man, I didn't like my brother either. He was an asshole. 
I'm on your team. Oops, heads up. It looks like actually Tom was the guy in the suit terrorizing you. She shoots Tom dead. Adrian staged his own suicide. He's been locked up, or maybe Tom did. Adrian's been locked up in his own basement, comes back. Oh, it's so good to see you. I've loved you forever. She's like, I don't buy it. I'm going to use the suit that I stashed away to slit your own throat, hide from the camera. You've killed yourself. I'm free. End of movie. So now Tom and Adrian are both dead. Yes. Okay. That is the twist that I was referring to earlier, where you could probably make the argument that uh, she is clearly being uh, haunted is maybe too ghostly of a term, but uh, uh, stalked, tortured, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And in my brain, it's like, no, it's clearly Adrian. That's what she thinks. That's the Taken reference we made earlier when the guy in Taken says, good luck. In this movie, Adrian says, surprise. And then he says it later. And she's like, definitely it was you the whole time. Slits your throat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I end up with the movie. It was him. She knew that for sure. Because a lot of this movie's like Elizabeth Moss being like, am I crazy? Even though we're like, you're not crazy. Though that twist with Tom is like, maybe you are. Yeah. And finally, when he goes, surprise, for me. But didn't I, Tom say that, not Adrian? No. Well, it depends if you think who was in the suit. Well, she killed him in the suit. He doesn't say it then. He mm. says it earlier when she first gets uh, locked away in the psychiatric facility. Yeah. Um, the doctors leave and you hear, she's in bed and you hear, surprise. Um, so I think it was her being like, Yep, it's clearly him saying it again. Hmm. He framed his brother Tom, like she says in the movie. Uh, and and he's getting away with it. I'm going to have to have his... She's pregnant, by the way. Just going to have to have his baby. He's going to, you know, keep me around so I can be the mother of his child. Yeah. For me, it was like, yes, I'm on her team. I totally understand where she's coming from. The surprise thing was like, yep, definitely that was him. Kill that guy. Hmm. So, where are you at? Yeah, the whole ending left it kind of like open for interpretation. Do you think so? Yeah. So why do you think they added the surprise thing? So it, okay, okay, check it out. So if it was Tom the whole time, Tom, yes, his brother, good. If it was Tom in the invisible suit yeah. from the get, then Adrian's the good guy here, or, uh, or at least not the bad guy. Not the bad guy sure. in the murdery sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if Tom's the bad guy, she kills Tom. Yep. And then kills Adrian. She's the bad guy. Then. And then she's the bad guy. Sure. but Okay. Sure. So that's the situation, right? Okay. okay. So if it's Adrian the whole time, does Adrian put Tom up to it and manipulate him into doing all this? Yes. So then she kills Tom. Yep. Makes her still a bad guy because he's being manipulated just like her. And then kills Adrian. Here's the so pushback. So not only she's killed the guy that's being manipulated then she kills another guy now she went from just being an abuse victim to a double murderer so tom is definitely being manipulated by adrian is my my perspective okay. but he also knows that adrian's alive because he meets her in the hospital he's like hey there's one way out of this you have the baby mm. and then we're all like oh my god he knew mm -hmm. so like he's maybe not being manipulated then or is maybe being, I don't know, whatever. But then to get into that suit and chase her down, like knowing, assuming Adrian is this good and like knows what's going to happen, which I think he's a smart guy. I think that like, we could make the case that I he guess. is good enough to know, like it's not going to go well for Tom. We don't really get much backstory on him being super smart. 
he's got like a tech lab and he's yeah. got articles about him. He's a, he's a smart guy. Like I think he's just it's a tech dude. They could have Batmaned him out a little bit more. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Sure. Like, but there I, I think was no like, a, it's about Elizabeth Moss, not him. Yeah. I think to frame if you think he's the villain by the end, which I do again, the the backstory you get is enough. So in your like take on this, they're both the bad guy. Uh yeah, I think one's worse than the other. But they were both bad. Yes. And both against Because I think Tom definitely knew because it's kind of it, the alive. more we talk about it the more it's like they were working together the question is for how long correct from the jump or I, I think from the jump but then by the time um because clearly tom does put on the suit that's who she kills yeah. in their apartment at some point but, between but was he wearing the suit the whole time no abs and that's a mm. surprise thing like yeah adrian said surprise so i think there's like a in the film like a 20 minute window where Adrian convinces Tom to put on the suit, stalk her. Cause there's a point too, where like she's chasing the guy in the suit in a car. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she calls, um, she calls James on the phone. He's like, Hey, uh, Sydney's in danger. Like get to the house. And James has not believed her the whole time. I don't know why he shows up at the house. It happened very quickly. So I think time passes there. And she was right behind the guy in the suit, leaving the psychiatric ward. And she shows up at the house way after. So I think the guy at the psychiatric ward was Adrian, but the guy that shows up at the house was Tom. Mm. And Adrian was like, Hey, you need to go like fuck up this kid. I guess they have two suits. There are two. There's, you can see in the movie there's, they're replicable. Yeah. But she makes one. So they could all, they could all have one. There's probably tons of suits. I want a suit. I want a suit too. It's such, it's a cool suit. Cool suit. Little cameras. I don't know how it's made. It's super weird. Whatever. Who pays his phone bill? A lot of weird loose ends, yeah. But it's a cool suit. So I think, yes, uh, Tom has known that Adrian's alive. Hmm. He's very manipulative and a good actor, but he actually doesn't do anything until Adrian makes him when he goes to the house. And that's it. That's what I think. Interesting. That's how I think it happens. Well, all right. Do you have any other thoughts? No. All right. I really don't. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more interesting it is. I'm not going to change my rating, but it's it's That's interesting. Fair. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you said last week, like, a movie gains a little bit of merit if you can have a, um, an, a intriguing conversation about it after the movie. Yeah. And I think if you can look at this movie two ways, which clearly we can, uh, the fact that we can talk about it for, you know, at least 40 minutes is something. Yeah. So I'm into that. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, and it comes back to like my idea from the beginning that I thought the movie was interested in exploring, which was like, sure, trauma and victimhood and whatever, but also like technology is a huge one. Like, what does it mean if we can do this kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Like this, this same sort of, because my vibe was the suit had cameras that might have projected what was in front of it behind, like Mission Impossible, that one movie. Yeah. It was like the screen and then it would do it. Like, where does that leave us as a species, like with morality or um, even relationships of like, how do we judge that? Mm-hmm. For me, it's pretty clear in this, like, we can't handle this kind of responsibility. It's bad. It's too much. So just don't do it's it. bad. Um, There's no way we don't get that suit and use it for crime. For sure. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a psychological experiment out there where you ask somebody like, would you rather fly or be invisible? And I don't necessarily agree with this, but. There have been studies that suggest that people that choose invisible are like a little bit more skewed towards uh, pervs or like, you know, mm-hmm. like watching people. Mm-hmm. It's a creepy thing. 
People shouldn't be invisible. We can't handle it. We're not. Invisibility implies sneaking around. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you sneaking around, bro? Yeah. And flying is like, I'm a superhero. Like, look at me. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting Mm -hmm. concepts. Unless you hover up to a window. That's true. Watch Max take off his chonies. That's me. Yeah. I do have a window. That's what I would do. Uh, Okay. So we're leaving this alone. Nothing else to add about the invisible man? I'm good, man. Okay. I'm there. I'm ready to rip. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to go record some bonus content yeah. for our Patreon that everyone should join. Right. As one final reminder, if you'd like to hear me talk about um, what I'm sure will become a list of really good coffee stouts or any number of bonus stuff that we've talked about over the past couple of years, check out patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. A buck a month if you want. You can get access to the stuff. It's but a lot of fun. That. That's just cheap. Do that a buck a week. You yeah, know, honestly. I think that's, you could set your limit technically. You could choose, you could choose a dollar and then be like one episode a month, which is fine. We'd still, we appreciate the help no matter what. Technically you'd still be in the club. Yeah, for sure. And we'd still love you the same in a sense, but less, but less. <laughs> no, um, check it out. Uh, as always, this episode wouldn't be possible or at the very least wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi. Uh, Johnny Summers, you want to take us out? Yeah. Goodwill Yuba City. Fix your bathroom <laughs> for Max Minardi. Johnny Brogan. I'm Johnny Summers and we will see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.